Podcast 118, a Hey Arnold re-education, where every week two lifelong friends gather to re-watch, review, and relive every episode of the classic Nicktoon, Hey Arnold. I am one of your hosts, Michael Asuncion, coming to you live this week from my 10-year-old MacBook Pro 2012 <laughs> edition, hence the sound in the background that sounds like a either a PS4 base model running God of War, speaking from a little bit of experience there. Or a uh, jet engine wind tunnel situation popping off. So just keep that in mind. Uh, do not adjust your settings. It's all my fault. <laughs> and hello, everybody. I'm Sean Ellis. I am not broadcasting from a MacBook insert year here, uh, but that's all I had. I don't have any special disclaimers. Hello. That's perfectly fine. Well, I guess while we're on the subject of aviation technology, you, me, and uh, our other three friends, Tristan, David, and Theo, went to go see Top Gun Maverick at uh, the 4DX <laughs> Theater last Sunday, which was an, an amazing ride. I highly recommend everybody see this. And uh, with that in mind, I was think I was you know thinking. So apparently, in the Navy, your call sign or you know the thing that it says on your plane and stuff, your your code mm. name, that's something mm. that actually gets like assigned to you based on something you do, or some kind of <clears throat> some kind of trait it's like given to you by the other people like oh kind of like like in the office how andy calls jim big tuna just because he brought yeah. a tuna sandwich uh, on his first day at the stanford branch uh then my cousin who's actually in the navy explained it to me but apparently for the movie they actually had the character the actors playing the other pilots pick their call signs uh, of themselves huh. and it's like you know keep this in mind like you gotta you gotta pick this kit wisely because people are gonna be calling you this for the rest of your life they see you on the street and stuff, you know, which mm. had me thinking if you were a fighter pilot, if you were a Top Gun graduate or whatever, if you were one of those awesome, badass people flying into the danger zone <laughs> on the regular. What? <laughs> and you had to pick your call sign based on a character or some other type of reference to Hey Arnold. What would you use? See, that additional context threw a wrench in my plan <laughs> because I was originally just going to go with Kakashka <laughs> because that would be hilarious. Okay. But now I'm having a lot more difficulty. Okay. I could, I mean, I could maybe try to spark your imagination a little bit. I could share with you mine. I couldn't quite narrow Please it down, do. but I, I put it down to three. Okay. Ready? So first off, this is just a character. It just sounds cool though. I mean, he is kind of a heel. We haven't even met him yet. I don't think we'll meet him until like the second, second season. But I think mm. I've always, I think Wolfgang runs off, ro rolls off the tongue pretty cool. And this, you know, this is going to mm. be like stamped on your jet and, you know, stamped on your helmet, right? I think Brainy would actually be pretty fucking funny too. <laughs> Brainy would be a good one. Um, yeah. And then other than that, I also just have Yahoo as the, as in the soda, <laughs> just drank it. Or, uh, I don't know if this would totally fit on a helmet, but it would be just, just imagine if I'm pulling some sick zero G Cobra dives or whatever. Like mm -hmm. just shooting down <laughs> nondescript enemy planes, and they're like, "Who's that American pilot who is killing our men?" And like, or like a blip on the radar, you see me just doing all this crazy stuff, and the call <laughs> sign just says "Chocolate Boy." <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was looking at right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate Boy cookie campfire last would always be a good one. Who's Mickey the Weasel? Oh, Mickey. He's the kid who sells remember, the Trash Day episode. Oh. <laughs> like, he, uh, he's like, I'll get you out of here. And then, yeah, he's like, he basically sends Arnold and Gerald right into Wolfgang and Edmund's clutches. Oh, should I be Tucker so people pass the ball to me? Yeah, Tucker, Tucker's good. Tucker's good. Yeah, I like that. Okay. We can revisit this later, but I'm going to go with Tucker for okay. now so I don't take too much time squandering. That's okay. That's totally fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I just or Squeaky Peterson. Squ stinky, yeah, Stinky, Stinky Peterson. No, Squeaky good. Peterson, oh, wait, most likely Peterson? Stinky's cousin oh, from God. False Alarm. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, we're. I'm pretty excited to be doing this. I know this is only our like third weekend, but you know, a couple mm. newer developments. 
first of all, we have officially released this show into the wild. You know, now it's just out there for people to find. And I hope you have oh found God. this and are listening to this on either Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music. I think it's just I think it's just really those four. I saw your Squeaky Peterson uh, Arnold WikiLeak. I'll take a look at it in a little bit. So, yeah, we're really excited for people to be checking it out. I know some of our friends are already, and hopefully strangers, a.k.a. friends we just haven't met yet, are finding it as well. And just to keep this process a little bit more interesting for the both of us, uh, I mm. we started a spreadsheet. Uh, I love a show that has sort of recurring themes or running gags, things like that, things like Arrested Development, How I Met Your Mother, just things that keep kind of coming around and popping up again and again, especially for sort of the eagle-eyed viewers who are watching it over and over again. To, so you pick new things out as you go. So we've mm. started a spreadsheet in which we are tracking uh, the numerous running gags here on Hey Arnold. So we'll probably bring this up periodically, especially when like something comes up that really strikes strikes a chord or captures our imagination. So, so far on said spreadsheet, uh, just so you know, we are going to be tracking Helga's... Uh, well, I've started Helga Pataki... Hel the Helga Pataki Glossary of Sick Burns, for whenever she's calling mm -hmm. somebody a name or insulting somebody. So, really, I'm sure that, that list is going to balloon up like crazy. The number of times we actually hear the word or the phrase, Hey Arnold, in a given episode. Not counting the title sequence, because that's just going to be... That's, that's a given. There are a couple episodes where you don't... They don't do the intro at all for kind of the special mm. two-part episodes more so. Is yeah. one, we'll see that. Sean, do you want to introduce the categories that you threw into the mix? Oh, my God. Yeah. So um, I want to independently track which is the better parental figure between grandma and grandpa. So I figure episode to episode based on either the moments or we can discuss it offline. <laughs> which of them really stepped up in, in a given episode and we can run some analysis towards the end. And then beyond that, I said something about cats being thrown around, and I guarantee it's going to happen more than once. But uh, right now, I'm kind of stuck on the one from the Lockjaw episode, so I could be wrong. <laughs> I believe you. Yeah, we'll see. Where, we'll definitely see where that goes. And then uh, another one, which we will be adding into the mix here, is a growing list of I. I decided to call them Pookie Sonas. So Grandma's hmm. sort of all you know all the little bits and characters that she does that come up as we go through the episode. So keep an eye out for that. We're, um, I think it'll give us just a, a new new ways to look at this and look for hyper-specific observations, which I think is really becoming the uh, distinguishing feature of this Hey Arnold podcast. Like I said, there's a couple others out there, but I think this definitely plays to our particular strengths. So I'm fully, mm. fully happy to do that. Oh, uh, and I'm also we're also I also want to keep track of Arnold's daydreams because we got a couple of those in these next two episodes too. So without further ado, let's get into episode three of Hey Arnold. So episode uh, the first half, episode three A, is titled Arnold's Hat. Originally aired October fourteenth, nineteen ninety six. Written by Steve Vixton, directed by Tuck Tucker, and Larry Likelighter. And what happens in this one is Helga steals Arnold's hat to complete her secret shrine. Yes, that shrine. A statue in the shape of his head, made from Arnold chewed bubble gum. Arnold feels like he is nothing without his hat, so Helga is planning to return it to him until her mother throws it in the trash, which is on its way to the dump. The just, shrine, just as an entire concept, is so ridiculous it, to me. It truly is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think we could. I, I, well, we're gonna get to that, I think. But let's let's work our way up. I want to say because that is that is sort of like the most iconic part <laughs> of this episode and probably one of the most iconic part things from the show in general but <laughs> absolutely <laughs> i feel like this this pair of episodes introduces us to like the quintessential arnold and the quintessential helga um which made them really really exciting for me to watch uh we'll talk about it later sorry but <laughs> yeah no i i absolutely agree yeah we get so many yeah by by this point it kind of seems like they're really finding the identity not just of the characters but of the show as well mm-hmm and yeah. what's interesting is so far, and, you know, we're going to have this again next week um, when we get to Helga's makeover, but it's like the first half is you really get to get to know Helga. You're in a situation where you really get to know Helga. And then it's another just like Arnold-centric thing, which uh, starts with, yeah, we have Arnold doing his, uh, he's got, he's dreaming about flying a kite. And then he gets, he gets kind of incepted a little bit by hearing a bunch of people <laughs> saying, hey, Arnold. And... 
let's just uh, this first official usage of the running gag tracker. Uh, this episode, we'll get there. You know, the the rest of them kind of come in, but uh, the grand total of Hey Arnold's uttered in this episode is eighteen. So oh my God! Each individual, I counted like I told you, I counted each individual instance of somebody of someone or something saying Hey Arnold. Speaking of some yeah. things, you had some questions about Arnold's very uh, another iconic piece, his his like his little uh, potato clock in his bedroom. Yeah. Um, for one, that's the first thing that I see is like fashioned after Arnold, right? So like you have the whole kind of like Canadian South Park thing going where like the head <laughs> jumps off of the rest of the body, which just tells me kind of how narcissistic Arnold is. <laughs> and we kind of saw that about him in a couple of other episodes so far. But we also kind of have to assume that it's self-built because it's a potato-powered clock, which makes it that much worse. I don't know. This this might be making me hate Arnold. <laughs> you're hating. You're hating Arnold of Hey Arnold fame. I mean, again, I think. <laughs> I again, yeah, I think this first, like I t- like I've said before, like I've brought up in the previous episodes, this first season mm. of Arnold, this uh, season one Arnold, he's a little more rougher around the edges. He's, I think, he's a yeah. lot more flawed. Later in later seasons, we get to him being a little more, a little bit more of just you know your sort of consummate good guy version of himself mm. you know he's yeah this arnold sucks <laughs> just just the dad <laughs> i mean he's very he's very prone <laughs> i'm sorry please don't be mad but also us. maybe he's smart he's, he he's seems a, to be pretty he's intelligent smart. he's very smart i mean he's probably got a good because again like who the hell put together this room you know like this room that is r- radio looks like it was sponsored by like radio shack or like the sharper mm. image or circuit city i don't know i don't remember if best buy was a thing in the 90s but yeah. best buy might be even be thrown in there too. once they get to breakfast we're introduced to yet another persona of grandma's and she specifically names herself as such that's calamity grandma to you and i just <laughs> like the little you know and those i mean those pancakes looked really good I've, I've i think cartoon pancakes are probably one of my favorite like animation foods like pancakes really pancakes in animation just looks so delicious to me what other instance do animated pancakes come up? Uh, Goofy movie, the short stack. Ah, uh, there you are. You know, when Max, uh, he makes Max the navigator of this here road trip. <laughs> so then we get to, uh, yeah, you know, there's a there's a whole kind of little arc. I, I assume this uh, this episode take, probably takes place like on a Saturday because it's the kids are just out and about in the neighborhood doing their thing, and mm. you know Arnold and Gerald are trying to make a kite fly. Um, I found that you really have to, to borrow a phrase from a future episode. I'm, mm. I was reminding myself to sort of trust the ball more with, with mm. how we cover these episodes. There's, there's going to be ones where we really talk about the story. There's going to be ones where we really hone in more on just the visual elements or kind of the gags or, you know, and jokes and things like that. This episode is a little more, on, there's a lot, it's, it's a visual for, for people who really like to take things in visually. This episode has a lot of that, I would find. So, yeah, like the shower scene. Oh yeah, like the shower. <laughs> Damn you! <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Dexter's. Yeah, anytime you would see Dexter shower on Dexter's lab, <laughs> that he showers with his hat on. Even yeah, like that's that's how Arnold. That's how attached Arnold is to his hat. That's a really good question. That's a really good point. Dedication. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, <clears throat> yeah, the, what I was pointing out was uh, Arnold and Gerald are working on this kite. And it's like it's an interesting thing. It's like a rectangular, like three three dimensional rectangular design. And mm-hmm. he's like, I think the problem with this kite is in its aerodynamics. And then Gerald's all like, I think the problem with this kite is it won't fly. But I think the problem to the f- problem with the kite is it's got it's got a toy truck tied to it, a bow tie, yep. two dinosaurs, and then four presumably metal spatulas. So I really yeah. don't know what he was going for. And ultimately, it flies when they remove all of those items and attach a balloon to it. Yeah. <laughs> Kids being dumb. That's what it is. That's true. Not I mean, knowing Iron what Arnold to do. Be like a, a savant when it comes to home electronics, maybe crafts like that. Not not quite so much, you know? Mm, that's a fair take. Mm-hmm. With Helga peeling. Another like unsung hero, I would say, uh, in terms of like the sound design of this episode is because we're mm. dealing so much with gum. We get so much like, like squelching. That's the only yeah. word I think I can come up with. It's the right word because that's also the sound when like Arnold fashions his hair yeah, in the morning too. <laughs> Disgusting. And I'm like, bro, what's in your hair, man? Jeez, it's all greasy. What is that shampoo? 
It's naturally occurring and grease like, from his scalp. So then, Ew, Helga's into his just like natural musk oh, she, from not that, taking I mean, care of thing. his hair. There's science <laughs> behind that though. Like, you know, we hone in on we hone in on people's scent. That means the person that you are interested in has an immune system that is compatible with yours. This is actually like super heteronormative science now that I really think about it. But there's there mm. this documentary that I had to watch more than once in college called The Science of Sex. And I think ne Liam Neeson uh, narrated it. It really sounds... No way. It just really sounds just like him. But yeah, the idea being... <clears throat> the idea being... The, the idea being that a person's hormones, if they, have if they are like pleasing to your ear or pleasing to your, your nose, why did I say ear, then that means they have pheromones, rather. Then that means they have, like, a good immune system that's compatible with yours, and that means that, you know, you're more likely to, like, want to procreate with them. Weird. A little bit, but... How on, old are they in this show, Michael? Fourth grade, nine. <laughs> but Helga has a lot of feelings for a woman as young as her, which we are just yeah. about getting to. So and a the whole jar full of hair. Yeah, the whole conceit being that Helga or Arnold the wind sweeps up and Arnold loses his hat and it's the final which is great for Helga cuz that's, you know, the final piece that she needs to complete her closet shrine to Arnold. <laughs> which yeah, again is the centerpiece of this episode. <laughs> so let's just jump right to what we can talk about other things after but let's talk about the shrine right now what are what are what are yeah. your thoughts on the shrine at this moment sean disgusted i'm i am so so disgusted because you open the door and it's tucked behind all of her clothes and then there's a shitload of flies that like erupt from it as the like clothes move out of the way i don't know probably as a kid i was just like oh that's weird it's just arnold there and not really thinking about everything else, but I definitely read a lot closer into what the shrine had. Yeah, <laughs> like I did too. The jar of his hair, and the jar of his toenails, and a sandwich that was dated October second. Like, yeah, which I don't know implies that uh, maybe that's a recurring thing that Arnold forgets his lunch somewhere, or she steals it from him just to have it rot. Possibly. I, 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 dropped, I dropped two pictures in the in chat just to have it to refer to again. So, oh, couple other, Thank you so couple much. other elements of this shrine that I think are of note. We have a Mickey K-Line baseball card, which is Arnold's favorite baseball player. So Helga's really, Helga's really done her homework or her stocking, mm. depending on how you look at it. I didn't realize there is a what looks to be a Polaroid of Arnold. But then, oh my gosh, I just, oh, okay, okay. This looks like... So it's hard because it's a wide shot. So, of course, the drawings aren't going to be as detailed. But, yeah, there's a newspaper mm. clipping that says local boy saves cat. But this whole time I yep. thought it was a baby picture of Arnold. Oh, no. But Which would be very strange. But I think that happened off screen. You know, that's a... Yeah. Under the candles, are those socks? Oh. I, I Maybe, hope is they're it not. the sock? Is it the sock... Like it, assuming these episodes happen in chronological order, in some, depending on the how it goes, this might be the sock that she took when she was in, when she was spending the night in his room to get her uh, her pink book back. <laughs> Wait, now that I'm looking at a still, there's so much more in this. Oh, there's two socks. Ew. Wait, what? What is? Yeah, that? I mean, okay, so the two socks. There's like the stocking right behind the Polaroid, my beloved. I guess it was lost on me, but Arnold has four arms, six arms. No, here's the thing. Yeah, no, I was so Helga seems to be a bit of a like a student of the world, not unlike Aldis Aldis Snow. Um, because... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but this one, I think, is not as opposed to his conflicting ideologies represented on his body. Uh, I think Helga here is dabbling a bit in Hinduism. But, mm, mm. you know, so she seems to have merged her love of Arnold with the god uh, Shiva. So I was like, which one is it? The blue one with all the arms? Because it also made me think of that big puzzle in Uncharted 2. So this shrine of Arnold it resembles Shiva, who is one of the principal deities in Hinduism. He is known as the Destroyer, or the Supreme Lord, who creates, protects, and transforms the universe. Which, I think, if you read further into that, I think it's it kind of makes sense, the connection between these two characters. Because Arnold's a very like centered person most of the time, mm. and I'm sure Helga generally sees her, him as such. 
Helga regards Arnold as, you know, her muse and whatnot. And yeah. I was really I was really curious about the fruit offerings. I didn't go so far into like, oh, what does it mean that she used oranges, grapes, melons, and pears specifically? But in general, when it comes to Shiva, um, when you offer fruit to Shiva, if you're practicing Hinduism, it's a symbol of longevity and gratification of desires, which that's there's a lot of layers to that. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for doing research I would not have done. That's fine. Oh, and um, I forget, you, you, you did register that there's are those Arnold's Q-tips sticking out of the heads? I have to assume so because there's no other reason for there to be Q-tips, right? And there's only hair. There's only earwax residue on one of on one of the Q-tips as well. <laughs> if, so if like if Arnold ever died, Helga would have plenty to you know bring to the scientists to try and to try and clone him. Not unlike yeah, uh, they think she murdered him. Not unlike oh, what's that? I forgot that Netflix show where Paul Rudd gets cloned. Living with yourself. That's the show. Or the uh, classic Disney Channel original movie, The Other Me, starring one Andrew Lawrence, who was my favorite Lawrence brother of the 90s. <laughs> my favorite Lawrence brother of the 90s. <laughs> and then, yeah, I think uh, uh, then we got the penny and the soda cap in the eyes. But, yeah, that's that's pretty uh, – I think that's the sh uh, the shrine in a nutshell. And I just really enjoy the the music there, too, like the cor the sort of, like, heavenly chorus of, oh, but then you have a – yeah, the sort of like I forget what they're called, but they are like Indian drums, like mm. like it's like a different sound depending on where you hit it. So you hear a lot of that, yeah, in the in the sound mix too. It's really impressive for a number of reasons. Absolutely, yeah, this trips me and, out. I hate looking at it. Yeah, okay, that's okay. Um, and I, you know, this episode <laughs> had me thinking, or watching this again numerous times, regard uh, preparing for this episode had me thinking. Is there actually people who make sculptures out of gum? So I asked Google. He might have a monopoly on this as an artistic medium. There's actually an artist in Italy who uses gum and fiberglass in his sculptures. And his name is Maurizio Savini. I sent you the link to that yesterday. And, dude, his work is, like, it's amazing, really. Like It's not even, like, surprisingly amazing. It's incredible. It really is, yeah. How much detail he was able to get into it. And I mentioned to you as well that like just the concept of using gum is pretty smart because it's just got different textures and can be compromised by chewing or not by chewing or by heating it up and not to mention that it comes in a lot of different forms like you know the the candy encased ones or you know the the cube version for icebreakers um standard stick as well it's pretty rad yeah he for, for sure. his faces are scary though <laughs> Yeah, the the <laughs> the one on the bottom, that one's pretty. Or the the second one, I like the buffalo one a lot, and the arm mm -hmm. sticking out, holding holding the gun, looks pretty cool. The yeah. giraffe might be my favorite though. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm gonna assume that none of this is probably this is none of this was probably in someone's mouth before he sculpted it, as opposed no. to Helga, who's like, I better get this home fast before it dries. She didn't really need to go that to hustle that hard though, because apparently it takes gum a full four hours to dry. Once it's been chewed, like to That's harden, disgusting. harden. That just got me thinking about all the gum I accidentally touched in like high school that was stuck under people's desks. <laughs> yeah, this is rad, but also disgusting, but also really cool. Yeah, if you when you think too much about it and it's like, oh shoot, this is gum. My God, gross. You get Arnold obviously spending most of the most of the episode without his hat. Yeah, I think it actually goes to show how integral that is to his character design. He genuinely does look really weird without it. Mister uh, Mister Green, Mrs. Vitello, and Harvey the mailman all kind of all kind of comment on it in not so helpful ways <laughs> should we should we run down all of those questions <laughs> so first we get hey arnold what happened you got a bad haircut or something as mr green said and then mrs vitello hey arnold what's with your head did you lose a fight with a lawnmower harvey uh, the mailman being hey arnold you sick man you look terrible <laughs> Cut right to it, Arf. Yeah, he does. And then he kind of overcorrects later by like, anyone ever tell you you look like some kind of sun bronze Greek god these days? It's got to be Gerald's writing. Like, it oh, has yeah. to no, be. Cause, yeah, because right? I, didn't, I didn't realize that at the end that he, he he put all those other, you know, the adults up to it. Like, hey, like, Arnold's coming out of the house. He's finally, it's just, he's in a really vulnerable spot. Can you, like, help my man out? And you just make him With feel good. With his male pattern baldness yeah. in fourth grade. It's part of him. That is, yeah, so that had me thinking at any point in your life, prefer preferably when you were a kid, 
Was mm. there ever an article of clothing that you just felt really wrong to be without? Oh my god, not clothing, but I had a security pillow. That's fair. Okay, that works too. Any yeah, like the little item. baby pillow slept with every night, man. Oh, that's adorable. I had one of those too. Yeah. 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 Ever since I was a baby. Yeah. I I and I used it until it was completely just like beyond repair, just like not mm. usable anymore. Same. Yeah. Same. In general, I definitely felt well owing to where we grew up or rather where we went to school like by the water so it was always like pretty cold and stuff uh, yeah norcal not socal but i always felt really weird not having a hoodie with me like i felt really mm. naked without it even sometimes now like yeah just like going out if even if it's the, the slightest bit windy i'm a little bit better about it now now that i'm an adult and i'm trying to like diversify what i wear a little bit more but yeah like growing up in like pacifica daily city you just needed a hoodie with you at all times so that was my that was kind of my version and i definitely had like two or three hoodies that were really were just very they were necessities. I was mm. I would wear them multiple times a week and, and everything. The mainstays. Like yeah. Yeah. There was a while there where I would not wear crew necks. I was like, crew necks are weird. I need the hood. Yeah. No, I, I remember. I, <laughs> I thought about that hoodie that you wore through like most of high school. That sort of like. Which one? Powder blue-ish situation. I don't remember the exact color of it, but it was a mm. zip up hoodie. But that was like your, that was your uniform, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah, go me. I don't remember which one it was. Okay, for sure. We have we have some photographic <laughs> evidence of it somewhere. But <laughs> oh no! It just it also just occurred to me how how again you're they're kind of burying the lead here. We first get our first mention and first appearance, like wide shot again, so not detailed, of Jolly Ollie Man, and at first <laughs> like oh how convenient he's giving away ice cream or like at first yeah. you're just you, at first like it's such a fast shot you just think oh his truck broke down, but. Mm -hmm. Gerald specifically says John Jolly Ali man's gone insane. He's giving away free ice cream because he yep. like he hit like a he hit a fire hydrant <laughs> and like yeah. the front end of his truck is pretty banged <laughs> up when you really look at that yeah. shot. Oh my god! And yeah, again we we're gonna meet Jolly Ali man in a little bit more depth, probably in a actually in uh, three weeks when we when we get oh to, my god when we get to heat. So and that's also with a fire hydrant getting yes. knocked over. So he's definitely not the most stable individual, but maybe he was just feeling generous that day. Who knows? You know. Also, we need to talk about how Hey Arnold does a really good job of using these like unfortunate and recurring reminders of the thing the character has lost. Where in the Lockjaw episode, we got to see like turtleneck, tortoise glasses, like you know, caramel turtles. And in this episode, we get hat day. Being it was true. very real fake doors. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was. It yeah. Was, it was that. It was like, uh, or from SpongeBob, like, we now return you to Friday night boxing. And it's just boxes, boxing. <laughs> oh, it's hat Look, day. there's a hat. <laughs> it's hat day at today's game. Just look at the crowd. 40,000 hats on 40,000 heads, which I, I don't. I think that's a very that I don't think that that's a that's like a standard baseball stadium capacity. That's more of like a like a soccer or like football arena situation. But anyway, forty thousand hats on forty thousand heads. Hats as far as the eye can see. There's a hat. <laughs> there's a hat. There's another hat. And over there, another hat. Hats, 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 hats. He says it way more than the standard too. Yeah. Like we're always inclined to go hats, 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 and end at seven. He kept going until we turned off the TV, right? Yeah, it was long enough that Arnold could just turn off the TV because he was fed up with it, and that was definitely I'm over with this shit. That was definitely Dan Castellaneta again. Like I'm pretty good at picking out his voice when I hear him and stuff. So mm. shout out to that for sure. Also, forty thousand is pretty on the nose for ballparks. Oh really? Um, yeah, highest capacity. I don't know how recent this article was. Oh, by 2021 October was 56,000 oh, but um everything from like number 6 and down are in the 40,000s and then uh yeah like assume 6 to 25 are in the 40,000s what, what cities and states are we talking here in terms of like the those those higher yeah. higher capacity the highest is uh, the Ring Central Coliseum in Oakland California followed by are Dodger you... Stadium in Los Angeles what? really Oakland i never mm -hmm. wow and they they seem to be having a lot of trouble filling it up these days too. Yeah. Like people don't really show up for A's games. That's really interesting. Wow. Yeah, but forty thousand on the dot is in South Williamsport, Pennsylvania, where Little League Baseball plays. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, good for them and and their hats. Another great line read from Arnold again. Like when he get hits those uh emo. I think it, it usually happens like once in a, in a given episode, if at all, where he kind of hits his breaking point. You know, and he gets. 
you know, like, no, I'm not coming out with my hat ever for the rest mm -hmm. of my life. Drama. Come on, Arnold. Be realistic. He, he tries so hard. Oh, wow. It's like the con this looks like the climax of the bench warmers. Yeah, the Howard J. Lamadi Lamadi Stadium. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Thank you for showing me that. <laughs> hey, absolutely. absolutely. My friend Google. Absolutely. Anything else out of this episode? Again, it's just like really funny. I think it's you just mine it a lot for it's a lot of there it's a lot of visual comedy, a lot of sight yeah. gags. I mm -hmm. think one of my favorite frames is uh Helga Helga posing on the pillar as a gargoyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She gets away with it. No, she does. Um, I know they don't. They don't notice her there at all. So she's she does a really good job in her sort of like Eureka! I got the wad of gum. That that frame as well is pretty good. I particularly enjoyed that her bow also left a mark through the pigeon coop when she got dragged through it <laughs> from the fishing line. Yeah. So my head cannon is that uh, either the bow is made of the same material as her skeletal structure, or something a lot heavier. <laughs> Because her hair did it too, actually. <laughs> it did, it did. Which I mean, obviously a cartoon gag, but yeah. still hilarious. On some on some uh, Roger Rabbit shit right there. Yeah, and we got to figure out what uh what her mom was drinking. She was she dropped hot sauce. No, with okay, a, yeah. So I was like, was <laughs> like it... a bootleg label, but called it Tabasco. I was like, was it like a frozen Bloody Mary or one of those like hang or like hangover cure drinks? Because you know, like Miriam, her sobriety is always kind of up for debate. Hmm. But yeah, did I do like how we got? But at first, when she when she knocks on the door to check on Helga, she sounds okay. She sounds like yeah. her her faculties are in check. But then the next time, it's like oh, I threw it outside in the garbage. Like, would you pass <laughs> me the? Did she actually say Tabasco? Yeah, she did oh, say shit. Tabasco. Yep. Which is like a brand and not like yeah, a generic... but the label was very much not Tabasco. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Not the hot sauce I call by name, like. When I refer to hot sauce, I usually say like crystal sauce mm -hmm. or hot sauce. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not I think Tabasco was. I think Tabasco was kind of at its height in the '90s. I would say in mm. terms of like mainstream, mm. mainstream product usage. placement. Yeah, or that scene. Way in to go, hey Arnold. That scene in Selena when they're eating the pizza and everything like that. Oh hell yeah! Mm -hmm. Let's see. Any any uh, wrap up thoughts? Any uh, any other wrap up thoughts on the uh, on this episode? I mean, we got to mind a lot. There's there's just a lot of comedy to be had here. Yeah, this one, this one was was fed to us. It really was. Yeah, we're cool. All right, sweet. So. Oh wait, sorry. Oh, ahead, one last thing. Okay. Uh, when she was up there with the pigeon, she got actively shit on. Oh, three times. Like, she was pooped we, on. Three we times. saw, we saw a pigeon butthole, like it was it was drawn. Oh, it actually, yeah, you actually see the the butthole like un or dilate, I guess, is when it gets bigger, and you actually yeah. see the poop exit, <laughs> exit the butthole of the projectile pigeon. exit. Yeah. the butt it was disgusting mm -hmm. helga deserves better this was a long day because like she spent and this like to cap it all really off she spends three day. hours at the dump too highs and lows yeah. for real like every or i guess everybody probably just got like a really early start as well yeah and if we're led to believe that she doesn't wash the clothes that arnold then hugs her in because she returned the hat it's also the clothes that were uh that that had been subjected to everything that she did that day that's true you know miriam at least is like Okay, despite Miriam seems like she's at least enough in the zone to be able to do household chores. So if she's already a little like zonked out on her smoothie juice, mm. she can still take out the trash, but she might still do the laundry too cuz she can at least she she at least has the wherewithal to do that. So good for her. Yeah, she definitely did use the blender without a lid though. So That was dicey, and I think that's before they had the built-in mechanisms where you can't do that anymore. Living life on the edge. Absolutely. Yeah, pivot. Hard, hard pivot. All right, so episode, moving on to episode uh, to episode 3A, Stoop Kid, written by Craig Bartlett, mm. Joanne Soleil-Bear, Steve Vixton, directed by Kelly James and Julie Murphy Hashiguchi. While playing football on the street, Arnold kicks the ball and it ends up on Stoop Kid's stoop. According to Gerald, Stoop Kid is a teenage boy who has been living on that particular stoop ever since he was born. Arnold tries to wait for him to leave so he can get his football back, but learns that he never leaves the stoop. Faced with this fact, he tries to convince Stoop Kid to overcome his habit by taking a step off of the titular stoop. So a quick shout out to whom I'm, I think, well, as we go, it it's always going to be, I think, an evolving discussion. But Harold might be 
might be a front mm. runner for my favorite character in the whole year in the mm. whole show. But mm. this is where we get the first like really taunty aren't taunty version of Harold with all these Arnoldosy Wozy. <laughs> yeah. Replacing like R's with W's and shit. Yeah. So good. And yeah, know. Harold is up there. Okay, let's just I just wanna get let's get this out of the way, just this observation. So like <laughs> when there's that whole big bit about they find out stoop kid can't leave the stoop on the one hand, mm. they all start and do you remember us chanting that in high school all the time? Like once we I think Absolutely. It was usually like I think K would always start chanting it or whatever. It was usually an AP lit. I don't even know what yeah. would prompt that, but it, it happened. No but, clue. Yeah, the way all the kids start to join in to unison. It's like stoop kid doesn't afraid to leave a stoop. Yeah, stoop kids afraid to leave a stoop. Like it literally sounds like they're about to bust into some kind of like Annie-esque musical number or like the music man or something. They give you the angles yeah. too, right? Because yeah. it's it's like one person, then two, then three say it in unison. Mm-hmm. It's wild. But then the fact that uh, that Harold literally says like, Stoop kids afraid to leave a stoop. I'm spreading the word. And then they all. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing about that is like, you just see all the kids join in on the cacophony. You don't see Harold again. He's not at the the whole, you know, big media event that is, is Stoop kid going to leave Which a stoop? Which is pivotal. The but episode. then the next time you see Harold is at the very end of the episode, you hear the bus pull away, and then you see Harold coming down the street with a popsicle and a fucking suitcase. So mm-hmm. that's, I realized, like, did he genuinely mean, I'm going to leave town <laughs> and go yes. tell people, <laughs> I'm going to go on, yes. on a tour or a speaking engagement to, to let people know that Stoop Kid is afraid to leave his Stoop. He 100% did, that's, that's, <laughs> unless it was a family vacation or something. That's and my read of that. No, he was by himself, thing. dude. Like, he went on <laughs> He went on a little... He made it his... Public transit. He made it his mission to, to do this. <laughs> Fucking Harold, I love him. <laughs> I was like, I would I would have been very bad if I... I would have felt really bad if I hadn't mentioned that, because that definitely warranted, warranted some attention. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. That was a stellar... I mean... B plot. <laughs> B plot is what that was. I have to say, when I think it was probably even before that they they crossed Stoop Kid, but for one, Car is really relatable, like playing in the street and then Car. I don't know if it was just kind of like woven into my upbringing or if I started saying it that way because of Hey Arnold. Who knows? Um, but that's really relatable. And then two. I didn't realize that Arnold's not the only one wearing the long plaid shirt, um, like under the sweater vest. The the like John Lennon looking kid oh, wore it too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else actually does that as well? And I didn't. This is like there. I'll just bring this up now. I was gonna wait until uh, a later episode when it was a little more appropriate, but mm. to kind of bring it back, dude. Ruth, she also wears a blue sweater with a red plaid sticking out under underneath it. So. Oh my god. I don't Ruth know if it's McDougal. like who's the yeah, Ruth McDougal. I don't know who started wearing that first, but yeah, there's just that more of that kind of projection. So either Arnold was like, Oh, she's beautiful, I'm gonna dress like her or oh she dresses like me. We're totally meant to be together. Because, you know, you just project as you do on when you like What someone. a creep. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm being like vehemently against Arnold You're this really, episode. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> Arnold, well, Arnold, his his uh, his his fix his penchant for fixation kind of comes up here a little bit with his <laughs> with his trash can stake out, and I think just Arnold, eye with, bags. Arnold with eye bags, yeah, Arnold with eye bags is just. I think any character with eye bags is just a really funny image, but yeah, Arnold in particular because like the eye bags because of his character design with his football shaped head, like the eye bags are just super far spaced, super far apart from each other. So I think it just looks yeah. really funny. Absolutely. But uh, we get to, we get uh, what is another recurring thing in this show is uh, Gerald's first urban legend, and I just wanted to, mm. I just wanted to shout out to Jamil Smith for just he, I mean he rocks it every single time he has to do one of yes. these, and it's it's a I think it's just a really nice really nice parallel to when Helga go, does her really imp, like passionate super high vocabulary speeches, but yeah Shakespearean yeah, for sure, but Jar- Gerald kind of does it in this a combination of like a village elder and also like a Baptist minister kind of thing. So when he, it's like poetry though, yeah. right? I mean, there's there's a layer to it that 
I mean, now that you now that you say it as a parallel to Helga, both of them speak really poetically with very different influences. And whether that's intentional or not, it's really, really smart and really cool to see because you do get to see a lot of these kind of parallels between characters in this show and the way that they express themselves is like parallel tracks, right? Same thing, but exhibited in a different way. It's rad. That's true. Yeah, there's and there's that thing of like, you can see something one way and then mm. as you go into it, you know, a big a big theme of this show is like expectations versus reality and then like disappointment is a big thing too as well or mm. just something something not being being like or going the way that you thought it was going to go one way or the other like whether it's more toward the negative or the positive end of that given spectrum this is one of the t- first times i've yeah you get lockjaw as kind of an early example of that but here's mm-hmm. really another episode or an episode where you really get that more sort of on a on a personal level you know so i, I was always really curious cuz i think it varies from episode to episode especially like once you get to the the urban legend type stuff of it all. How much truth mm. do you think there is to the story of Stoop Kid? Like, is he truly just like homeless without anybody at all? And, you know, which raises mm. a lot of questions. It's like, how does he eat? Where does he go to the bathroom? These, these logistical things. <laughs> My favorite frame and shot of the episode is actually like the, the early in the Stoop Kid legend. There's like, mm. you don't really see, there's some bricks, but it's mostly sky. Like it looks like one of those paintings of like, god and david or god you know it does have this sort of like kind of biblical imagery and then it everything mm. turns to hell and then it looks like wandavision or something or you know like yeah then it looks like doctor strange in the multiverse of madness <laughs> yeah and like the gargoyle aisles are red and shit yeah and then like the like zombie werewolf stoop kid character design palette swap is actually really scary to me even still like <laughs> mm. feral for sure feral that's the word i was looking for very good Thank you. I watch Jeopardy. Yes, you do. You do. You do love yourself some Jeopardy. <laughs> <clears throat> I thought, but I think like Stupid again. Yeah, this in terms of humans, like human <clears throat> characters. I mean, lo- no, no offense to Lockjaw, but like, this is the first time. I think yeah, this is the first time we get. Oh, here's this one character who's really only in this episode, but you know, you're gonna get to know them pretty well for what it's worth. Which is again, I think it's that just says a lot about the level, how good they are at conveying this story. Like we're gonna mm. tell you everything you need to know. Like the urban legend thing's great for exposition, you know, for like yeah, yeah, that foundation. <clears throat> and then you just see the initial take on Stoop Kid from Arnold's point of view as he's camping out in the in Park's trash can, which is kind of messed up. It seems like. It, maybe he he cut a hole in the trash can just for his stakeout, but like that's Park's trash can. You shouldn't, you can't just do that. But Arnold is an asshole. <laughs> I'm telling Bad you, guy Arnold. <laughs> brought to you by Sean Ellis. Um, yeah, it's my thesis. Back, to, <laughs> but again, back back to Stoop Kid. I think it's actually an interesting subversion of like the mean grouchy neighbor trope. It's usually like an old guy, but yeah, this is a kid and he's constantly yelling at like adults. Like he he like yelling at this you know presumably adult woman walking her dog but yeah. he's like, like what, are you, what are you looking at grandma stay away mm-hmm. from my snoop <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that was very steve-o steve-o <laughs> stoop kid yeah dude <laughs> um before we get too far ahead i i wanted to make a comment about um you were saying that the kind of like myth or like the yeah, i guess myth is the right word um, attributed to Stoop Kid is something that we also saw in Lockjaw, and it's it's like a recurring theme in this show too. Like it's it's one of those like plot notes that's revisited pretty frequently. Because we'll also get the same thing with Pigeon Man. Yeah, no, absolutely, and probably a lot of other episodes too. Yeah, mm-hmm. huh? We'll be able to identify and batch them up in like kinds of episodes. Absolutely, yeah. So like hmm. Arnold having to kind of <clears throat> learn like, oh, this person is more than what they seem. Or yeah. not what I thought they were going to be. And here's how I have to sort of, you know, respond in kind. Like, yeah, he definitely has an easier or harder time with it than others. Just depending on, again, depending on the story, depending on what's going on. But, yeah, this is really the first, yeah. the first taste of that. <clears throat> um, I just wanted to and wanted to really, and I also really wanted to just shout out to Stoop Kid's voice actor, Danny Cooksey, who, he, <laughs> like, he's genuinely pretty threatening, like, when he's yelling mm-hmm. at people and stuff. And yeah. Like, don't do not f with me. And he's a uh, yeah. He's actually I think he was kind of a fixture in, like an unsung fixture of like early '90s pop culture. If 
if you look mm. at far enough at his filmography. So as I told you, he's like John Connor's friend in Terminator 2, the kid with the red yeah. mullet who doesn't trust the cops and whatnot. Played stupid kid in that movie too. Yeah, he looked very stupid kid-esque. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing like a bo- <laughs> denim jacket and stuff or denim mm. denim vest. <clears throat> His his Nickelodeon credit is pretty high. I remember seeing this as a kid, but I don't remember much of it. There was a there was a sit live action sitcom that took place at a summer camp called Salute Your Shorts, and he was one of the main characters there. Uh, and yeah, the it's called Salute Your Shorts because like they play a prank on someone and like steal their shorts and underwear and hang it up on the flagpole, not on like the Parent Trap. Hence, Salute Sick. Your Shorts. So he played a character named Budnick on there. But for me, I was like, oh, my God, that is him. Just, like, younger. Did you ever watch Tiny Toon Adventures as a child? Mm-hmm. He was yeah. he was the voice of Montana Max. Oh, my God. No, he was. Yeah. And I, 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 as in, a, and then, like, there, I, I fancy myself a pretty intelligent person. But it took me years. I didn't realize until I was in my, thoroughly into my 20s that, like, okay, of course, like, this is the next generation of Looney Tunes. Everybody's got their counterpart. You got your Babs and Buster bunny with bugs plucky duck mm. but i was like oh dude freaking montana max he's the yosemite sam that's why he's the bad guy like yeah 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 and what the hell but yeah he's like that's like his kind of his stoop kid audition for the most part because he's just like yelling and doing his like characteristic cackle laughter the entire time he's in he's any episode of tiny tunes that you that you put on yeah. which is also on hulu but yeah what a trip it truly oh is God. I also, uh, speaking of, oh my God, you're the person who voiced that person. I actually met the voice of Park uh, a few years ago. <laughs> what else has he done? Um, he did a lot of like bit parts. <laughs> Sorry, Park. Bit parts for the most part. Um, he was hmm. a movie surfer at one point in time, so oh, we definitely would have seen him. Um, he was. Um, did you see the movie? I know you're not a huge football person, but have you ever seen Little Giants? No. Okay. Um, he's, uh, he's in that movie. He's like the kicker on the football team, but yeah, his name's Marcus Toji. He was a super nice guy. I think he was also on mm. an episode of workaholics, but yeah, I was like, ah, Oh my God, gotcha. it's you. And yeah, he was really chill about it. He was a uh, very friendly. He was on, Oh yeah. He was on the legend of Korra. Wow. A couple episodes of boy. Did he Girl. ask if he wanted to come inside instead of sit in a trash can? No, he did not. That was pretty rude. Oh no, he's in. Oh no, no, my bad. My bad. He's in jingle all the way. <laughs> Oh, my favorite Christmas movie. Yes, he's the kid. Um, Holy shit. The first w- the first store they go to. Uh, and <gasps> the first, you know where the, you know where I'm going with this? When, when My- I do. Myron, right? No, no, Howard. Yeah. Howard. Howard, yeah. Myron is Sinbad. Uh, Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad. When, uh, Howard Arnold Schwarzenegger takes the RC remote from the kid to make a Myron trip. That was Marcus Toji. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Jingle All the Way is a classic. Poor baby. Everybody listening, you should go and revisit your Christmas movie choices and put that right it's, at the top. It's good. It's all the year, best one. Good all year round, for sure. <laughs> mm, good old family fun for a number of reasons. And uh, I, I froze, I freeze framed on uh, all the Stoop Kid merch. That was very interesting. Like all of a sudden, the whole. It's interesting. The whole. I mean, maybe they just wanted to see one way or another. I don't know that all of the people who were in attendance. I can't even describe what that was. That the the. Uh, yeah, like the television event of the season, apparently. Yeah, him him deciding to de-stoop himself. Yeah, there you go. De-sto- the de-stooping, let's call it that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah like this it. this like scalper dude was like profiting off it with merch. There was t-shirts, there was a bobblehead doll, there was a stack of copies of the little engine that could. <laughs> Which props the stoop kid for like reading and and doing his best to get through it too. Wow. What a Love great that. book. He reads one page. <laughs> it was just the same sentence twice as well. That's true. That's true. <laughs> reading is also a, a recurring theme in this show. I guess. Or yeah. the difficulty in reading. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What's the matter, mister? Can't you read? I know we said no future spoilers, but forget it. I'm not going to like bite my tongue when there's an excuse to No, to we, that, to we need to get a reference the an episode that has not aired yet, but forget it. Mm. We, we can do whatever mm. we want. It's our show. The other the other podcasts out there might operate differently, but this is how we're we're going to this is how we're good. This is the the hill that I'm yeah. choosing to die on. <laughs> yeah, this is the podcast where we unravel how Arnold is an asshole. <laughs> Who I will say he was the one that started the like the phrase "afraid to leave his stoop." How can he if he's afraid yeah. to leave his stoop? 
Yeah, and he like mm-hmm. thoroughly laughs mockingly at Stu Kid, you know. Yeah. With Gerald. You know, and and this is I mean, this is like Arnold's like biggest strength and weakness, right? Is that he actively invests the time to understand somebody, and I appreciate that a lot. But it's almost always because he has to undo his mistakes, it's right? Usually, like it's usually right. he's like, "Oh, I fucked up." <laughs> yeah, it's always him backpedaling from being the asshole that he is, <laughs> Arnold. Arnold. <laughs> God. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Oh. Also, okay. So, I'm gonna fixate again. Like, if we were to have a map of of the of the town cityscape. Mm-hmm. Where is Mr. Green's butcher shop? It's because right it to seems border, to be right on next to the boarding house, I think. But it seems to be on every street because, or like, <laughs> wasn't true. he like super close to Stoop yeah, Kid? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. also, the legend dies, Harvey. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm pretty sure he has at least one storefront on every it's, street it's corner like, it's in like this the, town. It's like the Krusty Krab. Sometimes it's past Patrick's house. Sometimes it's to the left of SpongeBob's house, you know, or hmm. most hmm. tavern in the Simpsons. It's it's kind of a floating geographic geographic placement. And like Arnold Respect the hustle. And then, and then it gets more complicated because like, yeah, Arnold's got Arnold not being nine years old going out doing the grocery shopping like it's an episode like it's an episode of old enough on Netflix. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> mm-hmm. Keep um, going. Yeah, no, he's you know, he's just walking around at night with groceries, so like Stoop kids stoop is has to be in like reasonable within reasonable proximity to to the mm. Sunset Arms boarding house, yeah. Slash Greens Meats and uh, that store that for some reason is specific explicitly selling day old bread in the background. <laughs> Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's on discount. Come on, that's true. It's got to be cheaper that way. <laughs> I heard he killed a kid just for looking at his stoop. <laughs> Which I thought- I'm really. I'm really sad that Stoop Kid turned out to be an ass all along. No, no, I know that, like, again, it's that expectation. It's like, it's a double whammy, sort of like double bait and switch situation. I thought it was interesting that they actually say the word kill in a cartoon, which they usually weren't allowed to do that. Like, you go back and watch the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, they only ever say, like, I'm going to destroy Spider-Man. Like, Mm. that was like a standards and practices thing. But yeah, they got a saying kill and literally in saying Tabasco, a trademark brand on this show. So tripping good for them for flying under the radar. But yeah, so that was, that was actually my next point. So as we all know, the only thing that stoop kid truly learns is that he can harass people from his stoop and from (laughs) off his stoop. (laughs) And and I don't, I'm curious to see if we ever see an episode and like this again, because stoop kid goes and hunts down, decides to go hunt down Harold in his exact words, roll him downtown and mm-hmm. Arnold literally, he he dusts off his hands, and I don't know if that's him being like, "Good job, Arnold. Good on you. Done good, Hasselhoff," or he's like, "Well, I tried. I don't. I don't care anymore." <laughs> and then he just he just walks off in the other direction. Which I realized he does the same thing at the end of Eugene's bike. He's like, mm-hmm. "I'll I'll give it to you tomorrow." <laughs> yeah. And then they already they they start the lead into the ending theme already while the episode is still playing. I don't know yeah. if it'll happen again, but I just thought it was really interesting how they, they kind of ended on a similar note like that. Yeah, no, Arnold's feigned kindness has a limit, and it's 12 minutes of an episode before the commercial <laughs> is, is what it is. He only has 12 minutes of nicety in himself. He, he, he did try, but yeah, again, I think sometimes he definitely doesn't realize, maybe he doesn't realize why he's trying as hard as he is. Like, you know, I think he he has... He always has good intentions, but I think he, mm. I think he's just as, he's still human. So like sometimes when it doesn't fully work out, you can get like, well, what did I do all that for? You know, like that's, mm. I just, I didn't, uh, I might not have created a mon, created the monster, but I empowered the monster <laughs> to further terrorize yeah. others. That That's a yeah. lot, that's a lot to deal with. That's a lot to sit with at nine years old. Yeah. He has to carry that weight on his shoulders, Arnold. You know, I give him a lot of shit, but I will say this is the first of the episodes that gives me that like this is the Hey Arnold nostalgia. Like this is the episode. Like Lockjaw was close, but this was the episode that was like okay, that's the Arnold that I recognize, right? Like that's that's the feeling that I had watching this show was like Arnold resolving a problem, 
helping somebody see the light or otherwise, and then Harold being the butt of a joke. This this was the Arnold experience. Yeah, like like I said, I think with this episode, I think yeah, even with this and uh and Arnold's hat, you start to really uh, the core characters at least you really get you really getting yeah what it is that they want or what it is that makes them mm. tick or how they how they see the world or what's important to them those things all start to become far far more clearer so i i think i had the most i definitely was getting a lot of mileage out of these and i'm definitely re- looking forward to kind of where else things go from there i forgot to mm. ask i forgot because he was trying to like get him to turn it around so this might be one of our last points but oh mm. Just to, I just, and I also just wanted an excuse to say it the way he does. But what's the greatest stoop you've ever seen? <laughs> you know, Arnold does have a good attention to detail to be able to like find something to relate good on him. Yeah. Um, and again, this real is a or tough fiction, one. Real or fictional? Otherwise, yeah, it's difficult because there's not many things that I would instantly call a stoop. I know, you know right? what I mean? Stoop is kind of stoop. I think stoop is technically a short staircase, right? It's pretty limiting. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But when I think of stoops, right, and it's not just because this episode kind of has a little bit of a horror flair to it, but it brings me to the horror genre. So, like, you think of the house on Kneebolt Street from, you know, It, Ooh. Stephen King. Okay. You think of, um, like, Bates Motel, Psycho, and, like, the house off in the distance, right? Like, you think Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like out in the middle of the fields, like those are stoops <laughs> with or without gargoyles. True. True. Okay. Yeah. That's where my head goes. Okay. For me, I was thinking, and I forgot where I might've just seen this in a movie or in a documentary in terms of like world landmarks. I wanted to find one and I've, I've never been here, but I would love to see it. Uh, there is a large set of stairs in Tianmen, China, and it's called like mm. the gateway to heaven or stairway to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And it is super beautiful. In terms of movies, uh, I actually saw this and actually went up them, and it was really tiring because it was June and it was humid, and it's Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, the Rocky Steps definitely register. Mm. The Philadelphia, I think it's the Philadelphia Philadelphia Museum of Art. Yeah. Just in terms of, yeah, a lot of mythological a good one. Uh, storytelling power with that. Yeah, or like the steps from Game of Thrones where oh, yeah, Cersei yeah, yeah, has yeah. to walk. Yeah. And then there's this uh too. this is more of an actual stoop, I think, even even though it was a uh, met whatever. Not an actual like structure. It was one house at uh, along Main Street, USA in Disneyland. It's like those it's on the right, I think, if you're going towards the castle. And it is yeah. just like your it's like I think it's blue, the house, but yeah, it's just got that porch and stuff. You probably know the exact one I'm talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was this picture I took with my family there back in two thousand eight, and every time I pass it, I always think of that. And mm. you know, God willing, I would definitely love to take pictures with my own family there someday, you know? Yeah, I think that's uh I think that is I think that's all we kinda got out of these episodes. I mean, I say that's all we got, it's been an hour, but yeah, we, we got we got plenty. This is our <laughs> longest episode to date. Minus Wow, the, minus go us. But I figured that was I figured that was gonna be the case. This one was really fun. I I like shitting on Arnold. I'll tell you. Yeah, you really you really came coming out of the show there <laughs> with that. I I kind of <laughs> dig it. <laughs> I'm uh I'm gonna continue to chase this because I like to subvert things. That's fine. No, and I pre- I really I do appreciate that. I'm really curious to see, especially um with next week's episode, what your how mm. your opinions of Arnold might change. Mm, mm. As he falls I'm gonna under be a hard ass another adult's influence, we're gonna get some more. So next week, yeah. Uh, just so you guys know, again, you can get these episodes on Hulu, Paramount Plus, or on DVD as I watch them. Uh, next week we will be covering Helga's makeover and the old building, taking things down a little bit. And again, it's like this for this continual trend of like, oh, it's Helga. It's a Helga story first, and then it's like a more Arnold-centric mm. one. So it's it'll be. I'm curious to see how that how that's going to compare. We're going to meet. We're going to actually get to know one of the other boarding house members in a little bit more depth. So that'll be really interesting as well. So love it. I do as I as, love it as do I. So yeah, thank you all for listening with us and for joining the party or the roasting or whatever speaking of roasting i gotta go make dinner so that being said yeah that was a good that was a really good segue there wouldn't wouldn't you say (laughs) very nice all right proud of you so that'll 
that'll dismiss the class there for for now and uh you know once again don't be afraid to leave your stoop but whatever you do never eat raspberries good night